I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcin Valley, a proud dad, lucky husband, and crazy vegan. This week we are joined by singer-songwriter Adam Clark from Rochester, New York. Adam's an extremely hard-working musician whose brand of pop rock is both radio-friendly and authentic. His music's been featured on Pop Matters, The Vinyl District, and Pop Wrapped. Over the past couple of years, Adam's released numerous singles and has collaborated with uh, YouTube star Kate Weston on Take Me and producer David Schuler, who has worked with uh, Pink and John Legend. We're looking forward to hearing more about his journey so far and the advice he'd offer to his fellow musicians. So welcome to the show, Adam. Thanks. No worries. How's it going? uh, That was good. Um, It's good. Yeah. That was uh, was a really great introduction <laughs> you feeling got really me a little scared yeah no you got me a little scared <laughs> got a little nervous honestly <laughs> where where are like, you oh, right now God. where are you right now um i'm actually in my apartment in ithaca new york oh cool Here's yeah um i recently just moved um from from rochester to ithaca um basically just um basically just to follow the girlfriend uh to nice. <laughs> college um and i really like the uh the environment out here it's a really cool creative environment um it's kind of a hippie-esque kind of environment nice, but nice it's really cool to kind of get into that kind of style um well ross and i are supposed to say this at the beginning of the show but we keep forgetting yeah um i'm calling in i'm calling in wow uh, i'm calling in from canada yeah. <laughs> ross is calling in from yeah, I'm calling in from Scotland. Scotland. So, uh, yeah, we are bridging the Atlantic as, yes. uh, you know, as per the name. Um, <laughs> so but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Um, first is I'm, I'm an uncle of five. Um, my, uh, my sister has, um, uh, one, one daughter and five, um, sons or four sons, excuse me. Um, and yeah, I've, I've basically been kind of taking care of them since they were like 14 or since I was 14, excuse me. Um, so, uh, that's number one. Number two, um, I'm really into vinyl. Um, I listen to a ton of vinyl. Like I, that's my favorite kind of music is, stuff from the 60s and 70s era, um, some 80s. Um, and I'm a cook also. Um, I'm a part-time cook and I love it. Nice. Mm-hmm. So for the past couple of years, you've developed a pretty strong working relationship with David Schuler, who we mentioned in the intro and he's worked with like Pink and John Legend. Can you tell us a little bit about the creative process that you have between you and um, and how collaborating with him has helped you develop your own sound. 
Um, I mean, the creative process between both of us was kind of, it, it was kind of give and take on both on all, um, kind of on all facets. It was, um, we took the, like we would take songs and ideas that we had with each other, um, and then just kind of keep running with them. Um, and I think we kind of hit each, each side of what I do creatively, um, from like melodramatic songs, like, uh, take me to like King of the sky, which is like really, I mean, it's not, it's not hokey, but it, it's really powerful, but it has like kind of hokey lyrics at the same time. So it really helped me kind of hear what I really wanted to hear with my sound and how far I really wanted to go and kind of test my boundaries. I mean, I feel like every single that we've done has kind of been a direction that I could take if I wanted to take it. Um, and um, now I'm actually, I'm actually working um, with another producer um, who's just a good friend of mine um, on a song that I was going to do with Dave, but I kind of decided to kind of go against the grain and kind of do it a little bit more indie. Um, Cause I kind of realized where my sound was while I was, while I was working in LA with him. And I was like, you know what? I want to kind of have a little bit more control over what I want to do uh, producing wise. You know, it's um, interesting you say that because uh, finding your sound can be, it can take artists years to discover, you know, and I've always thought, you know, that was almost a strange thing in a sense, because, you know, as a singer songwriter, I mean, oftentimes people, artists will write many different kind of styles and, and many different, you know, I guess finding your sound is, to me, is almost like what you're best at slash what people actually enjoy, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. mixed in with what you're hoping to have yourself sound like, you know, having said that, you know, when it comes to pop, you know, sometimes writing pop, uh, people can think of it as just ticking boxes to achieve radio success, you know, um, you know, so, but your songs have substance, you know, which is something very important to me and obviously very important to you and very important to us. Um, how do you balance the authenticity um, as well as the accessibility of, of your music? Um, honestly, I think that's always been kind of the uh, give and take um, that I actually, I think I learned that mostly from Dave, honestly, was was the give and take of the relatability and authentic, uh, authentic, authenticity. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, um, I, I flunked out of university, <laughs> so don't feel bad. <laughs> um. I think that was, that's always been like the thing for me. That's kind of give and take because, you know, I, there, I would love to just honestly just go all out and just spill every single thing that's ever been on my mind and say every single thing. Um, and just tell my story a thousand times and really leave no questions or anything unanswered. But then, you know, I realized that's, that's the selfish part about me is like, I really want people to know me. I really want people to understand but really, honestly, it's um, it's a little bit easier just to kind of to give it to give it the relatability because I think it's it makes it a lot better when someone else can say, "Hey, I really like that song and like what you did there." 
You know, I would argue, though, that being really authentic and being very honest about your own personal experiences is actually very relatable. It just comes down to how you write it. You know, I mean, if you if you say it very specifically, like you did this and you actually say who did, this, <laughs> then, yeah, no one's going to relate to it. But I think, you know, sharing very personal experience is a human. It's a human experience. And I think keeping it honest, um, but allowing, you know, maybe using a metaphor or something that's a bit more. Um, I wouldn't say accessible, but more so that someone can devise their own meaning out of it. I think that's kind of the important balance to find, you know, and, but that, that keeps it honest, but also allows someone to relate to it rather than, you know, these songs that are like, like, like we were saying that are, that are ticking boxes, you know, like, okay, heartbreak, this, you left me and like, okay, everyone can relate to that. Yeah. But we know you're just making that shit up. Yeah, exactly. I think that's. Yeah, no, I think that's that's like the that's the the line to walk. I think like you know, not not becoming like a Kanye, you know what I mean? Not becoming someone who's so obsessed with themselves that you get in your the way of your own artistry. Yeah, I, I think that uh, keeping that balance is uh, very, but it needs to be at least for me, and I, I, apparently for you as well. It needs to be uh, it needs to be real, it needs to be honest, and I think. Uh, what comes down to that is not just looking at songwriting as a tool to make money, <laughs> but looking at it as a tool of expression yeah. um, and a way of connecting with people. Which, yeah, I always think that's that's like one of the hardest lines to tell, honestly, because like you know that there's so much money out there for songwriters, but at the same time you're like, I don't really want to write a hit to write a hit. Like I want to say what I want to say, and like I think that's that's what the authenticity uh, authenticity <laughs> comes into play. <laughs> Because, like, you know, you have, instead of being, like, caring about being relatable, like, you know, you, you, want, to, you want to be relatable, but you also want to be authentic. And, like, that's a really hard thing to do because sometimes you have that, um, you just really want to, honestly, I think what it comes down to is you really want people to understand you. Like, well, when you're saying you know the, some, I, like, metaphor that's totally off the wall, like, yeah. you want to be like, I really hope someone gets this because it's not going to sound really stupid. Well, you know, I, I think that we're making a bit of an extreme distinction between, you know, songwriting and artistry because I think that it's different approaches. Oftentimes a singer-songwriter, for the most part, I think, taking the approach that we're talking about, which is being authentic, but also hoping that people can devise their own meaning from it so that they can relate to it and it means something to them. But, you know, we, we've had plenty of those on the show. But we've also had professional songwriters on the show. They're not singers. They specifically write hits for people. Um, and we are actually, so I, I always had a very kind of, bit of a closed-minded view of that when we had Shelly yeah. Pike on actually particularly uh, she wrote hits for Christina Aguilera and and several and other uh, bitch by uh, you remember that song bitch by uh, um, Meredith Brooks Meredith Brooks anyways the point is <laughs> she really kind of opened my mind to the fact that she it's an art to her it's not just about cash and money you know? yeah she's more helping the songwriter like the the artist express themselves in a way that she because they can't write you know yeah so they'll they'll maybe come up with an idea or or they'll develop an idea together and she will put it in a way that is is going to be radio friendly people are going to want to listen to it but it still has that meaning and i think them yeah that can just take a lot of time i think i think that's that's that. what i i think that's what i kind of learned with uh with dave was that because like i would write these things and then he would basically go over them and then be like i get where you're going but like you don't want to leave it all out there on the first verse mm. and i was like I really do, though. Like, I really want to put it there. Adam, I think it's sometimes it's okay. You know, I'll share a little experience I had. When I was working, I'm working on a new album right now, and um, I I like metaphors. I like keeping things open, although there's one particular song that I needed to say what I needed to say. 
Okay, and it was very mm. on the nose. No, no room for interpretation here. I am saying it. But you know what? That's one song out of how many on an album, right? And that's one verse. So it's right. like, I think that we got to remember that too. You know, I think it's okay to be selfish sometimes because you know, oh, at the end cool. of the day, maybe it doesn't get released on that or whatever. But the idea is like, you know, to keep writing, to keep doing what we're doing, we got to feel like we're getting something out. And sometimes I think we need to just say, "Look, this is how it is." And other times we can leave it a bit yeah. more open. So like, you know, that idea, because I had the same thing, the producer I worked with was like, oh, it's a little bit too on the nose, you know, or whatever he, the way he expressed, you know, it's a little bit too, you know, I'm just like, well, that's too bad. <laughs> Sorry, we're interviewing you, but we're talking more than you are. <laughs> we're passionate no, actually, about this. It's, it's actually, it's actually cool because like uh, there's, I'm actually going into the studio on, uh, on August 5th um, and basically putting my first foot in my mouth to do, uh, you know, um, to do the co-producing and really, you know, seeing if it really works out or see if it doesn't. And honestly, it's, it's really cool to have that kind of insight because, you know, you want to get the best song possible. And like, that's, that's the cool part. Like I, I kind of ran it. I kind of ran it to the point where like, I feel like nothing changed, but it feels completely different. And it's like, it's the nicest part. It'll work you know? out great, man. When you co-produce, just, just telling you from experience, it's basically, you're not being told what to do. You're working with someone to bring your songs to the best place possible. And you've got, you know, it, it's it's about where do you want to bring them? Help me bring them there. You know, and maybe there's a few ideas I had that, you know, you're hearing objectively. That's just, nah. maybe they give you a couple ideas. You're like, holy shit, that one small change has brought my song to this level, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's going to be great, man. I, I I can't wait to hear about it. Make sure you let us know how it goes and and keep us all in in the loop with that because I'm excited to hear about that. I'm always I'm always excited when somebody. Well, first of all, I'm always excited when to hear singer songwriters should be singer songwriters. They should be writing their own songs and singing them, um, yeah. and producing them too. You know, um, at least co-producing. I'm excited about that. So, um, streaming is a uh, a bit of a controversial topic at the moment, but um, by I notice on Facebook whenever you're promoting your tracks streaming kind of features quite heavily in, in the way that you promote them, whether it's on Spotify or Pandora. So I'd just be kind of interested to know how does streaming fit into the picture for you? Um, yeah. What, how, how are you using streaming to kind of benefit you? I mean, eventually I don't want to have streaming. Um, I, I think it was a good, good idea, but it's a bad idea in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I eventually am going to take all my music off of Spotify. Um, that's not to say that my music's going to be gone tomorrow. It's just, you know, if if I, I can look at I can look at my my statements online. It's like you know, my iTunes. I'll get I don't know fifteen fifteen hits on one song, and then I'll get uh, fifteen spins on the other, or thirty spins on the other. You think that'd be the double the money? But on iTunes, I got like 15 bucks on um, Spotify. I got like five cents. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. And I, it's just like, wait, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the oh. I think I, I think the, the scary thing is the money literally like I, I remember when we got 70 cents a song because I think that's pretty much as an independent artist. If you don't have a record, yeah. we get about 70 cents per download on iTunes, which is fantastic actually whereas 15 20 or 10 10 15 years ago that was oh that's all an artist gets it's like no that's a lot now because literally yeah. it's a neg- it's not even a penny that you will get now on spotify but 
unfortunately, and I'm not defending this, this is the way of the future. I don't see it changing. And I think um, if we hold back from change, we're only going to be left behind, you know. And and the benefit of of place of streaming services, it's not so much the streaming services itself, but I think if fan music fans are simply on there, we want them to discover us, and then they become fans, and then they maybe buy some merch that's not music, unfortunately, but maybe buy some t-shirts and come to shows, you know. So that's all. That's why I'm on there, you know, and that's probably why you're on there right now. Yeah, I, I, I right would urge you not to not to get rid of it. But that's your own. Oh, thing, you know? I mean, I, I don't plan on getting rid of it until until basically basically what I plan on doing is uh, for the next couple of years is I plan on putting out a single every three months um, nice. and keep it going, keep it going, keep building, 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 and then work on an album. But I'm if I'm gonna work on an album and it's under like i i plan on trying to get a record label by that time so that's that's my like crazy idea Ambitious. of what i wanted <laughs> exactly just remember that um, uh, you, you know things don't never always work out exactly the way you plan as i'm sure you know and just keeping yourself open to opportunity i think what we've learned on this show is the equation for success is just being open 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 having said that um i don't know why i said having said that because this has nothing to do with having said that are you ready for 20 questions adam <laughs> oh yeah well, let's do okay, it <laughs> let's jump into this coffee or tea tea meat or veggies mm, my girlfriend should would say i should say veggies but meat oh adam oh my I know. fucking heart i know i know <laughs> <laughs> twitter or facebook Facebook. Hockey or baseball? Hockey. CD or vinyl? Vinyl. Family Guy or American Dad? South Park. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> Education or experience? Uh, experience. <laughs> Entourage or Scrubs? Entourage. Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead? Game of Thrones. Talent or attitude? Attitude. The Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Stones. Spotify or Pandora? Uh-oh. Pick one. Um, Jeez, I'm going to sound like such a hypocrite. Um, Spotify. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Oh. Jimmy Fallon. Batman or Superman? You got a pick! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Batman. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Oh, Michael Jackson. Incubus or 30 Seconds to Mars? Incubus. Oh, I'm with you. Those are two of my favorite bands. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> They're both talented in their own right. They really are. Whale or Kale? Kale. Bette Midler or The Riddler? They simply rhyme. That's all. The Riddler. And finally, the most important question I think you will be asked um, today, this week, this month, this year. The next five minutes. <laughs> no, his life. Come on, Ross. Oh, well, okay. Ross or Marcio? Ross does my artwork. So. Oh, my God. Everyone always So I'm going to say Marcio. That's, that's how you, you, you continue. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, this is just awful. This is awful. Um, okay, Adam, I want to ask you, um, before we before we wrap up here, can you just um just generally speaking to any any artists out there that wanna do what you're doing and, and just make music, um, what sort of advice would you give them in um maybe like a thirty second window? 
Um, I would say just just don't stop. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, I'm 27 now, and I'm finally just getting paid for shows. Um, and it's a really cool feeling, and things have really heated up and started to really get and go in the right direction. Um, and that took me five years to get to. So, so just I keep mean, going. Yeah, but 10 years is going to be better than better than five was you know like so just keep going and it's not gonna happen overnight awesome and where can people find you online man what's the best place um facebook uh facebook.com slash uh adam music clark cool uh you can find us on twitter facebook itunes and youtube just search for bridge atlantic and you'll find us um you know subscribe to us on youtube subscribe to us on itunes you'll never miss an episode and we've got lots of awesome stuff coming up so um yeah and say hey we like <laughs> to talk hi, to you guys hey. yeah. as for me personally i'm working on my second solo album you can be a part of it at marcianovelli.com slash pledge make sure to follow me on twitter facebook instagram and spotify which are all my name marcio novelli and i'm working on websites for various artists at the moment you can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk and you'll find me on twitter and instagram as electric kiwi and on facebook electric kiwi design this episode was brought to you by our awesome sponsors, Chris Keaton, the Rockstar Advocate, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so please check them out because they help keep this show alive. And if you'd like to join that awesome crew, uh, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. You can sponsor us for as low as $1 an episode. Um, every little helps, so uh, get on that. This is true. Adam, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. We, we're excited about uh, hearing your story, and we're also very excited about where your story is going, the next chapter for you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 